Supper Time with Meat and Potatoes, a podcast by Embrace, where your journey is our journey. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another episode of Meat and Potatoes, where we are going to dive into some of the experiences about the uh, of being new Muslims. Today, I'm joined uh, with my brothers, the Rashid brothers from the East and West Coast. <laughs> Brother uh, Rashid and Abdul Rashid, assalamu alaikum. Doing excellent, mashallah. Thank you both for joining in uh, for today's delicious meal. Uh, What we're going to be getting into today is regarding the topic of tothobe or not tothobe. So this is sometimes a topic that comes up for a new Muslim in regards about since there are a lot of changes that happens in the lifestyle of uh, somebody who has converted, reverted, whatever you will, to uh, the religion of Islam, uh, in regards for their lifestyle, things change regarding their daily life. But sometimes uh, there is the personal endeavor of whether or not to don a what is sometimes seeming to be a traditional Muslim attire, or sometimes what is associated as the thobe, which is something that I'm uh, personally wearing at the moment here. So we want to delve into that topic here to get everyone else's opinion. Um, you know, to ask that question, you know, do you feel comfortable in a thobe? Is that something that you wish to uh, wear yourself? You know, do you thobe or not to thobe? So with that, I want to go around the table here to get everybody's input, the little morsel of, uh, of information uh, and get their, uh, get their take and their experiences for it as well. So if we go around the table, uh, Brother Rashid, if you will, uh, let's, hear, uh, let's hear your input on it. Bismillah. Assalamualaikum, brothers. Um, I, I personally like the idea of, of thobe, uh, wearing a thobe or um, wearing Islamic attire. I think what that does is it separates us um, from those who um, do not wear a thobe and, and whatnot, the people of other traditions and, and other faiths. And it makes us, I think, help us to look strong and to stand strong um, out there in American society. Um, sometimes uh, it seems to be important whether we pick or choose when we want to wear a thobe. I think sometimes people are more comfortable wearing them and some people are not more comfortable wearing them. And it's nothing mandatory to say in order to be a Muslim, you have to wear a thobe, um, just like changing your name and sort of that that same adage. Um, but I think I do think there is a lot of benefit in wearing a thobe. And, and I, I personally, I'm not wearing a thobe right now for, um, for this particular podcast, but um, I do wear them regularly out in public and especially to Juma where we are supposed to wear our Friday best. You know, I definitely make it a point uh, to try to wear a thobe on, um, on on Fridays. Um, and on other days, you know, I may choose to wear more or not to wear them. I don't necessarily feel the pressure, um, but it is a strong sunnah. Um, uh, the things that the prophet did or uh, uh, didn't do say or didn't say. Um, and so I'll leave it right there and, and leave the plate open for uh, a, a lot of other good dishes to come out. Um, but um, but right now, don't don't feel the pressure wearing it though. But if you do want to wear one, alhamdulillah. Inshallah, alhamdulillah. A really good take on that, brother Rashid. I think that's a great appetizer to start us off. Now I want to get the input from my brother Abdul Rashid. Assalamu alaikum, welcome to Love the Katu. So when we were when we first decided this was going to be one of our episodes, I was like, this is going to be a real lighthearted conversation because you know there's, there's no right or wrong. But um, 
But then in the light of what's going on the last couple of weeks with the sister from uh, Iran who was uh, more or less killed because she didn't have her hijab on the proper way, it started making me think like, you know, uh, you know, that's the, in our, in our religion, the only people who really stand out all the time are our sisters, right? Because they have to wear their, you know, a lot says they need to be covered. And so I started thinking that like, you know, brothers are off the hook on that one. So, so how do we, how do we express or display our, our Islam all the time? I mean, I wear, I, I don't wear a throw, but it's, I have one, but I don't wear it that often. But I think in light of what happened in this, in light of uh, a, a kutbah I heard before by my, my local imam, we, all, we, we as Muslims should always be distinguishable from the rest of the world, right? And then how do we do that? And so I think that's, you know, that's an interesting conversation. I don't personally throw, throw, uh, throw um, because I don't feel like it's like comfortable because it's not my attire. It's not like from my, my, my culture. Um, so I feel uncomfortable in it. I mean, I, like I said, I have one, I've worn one before, but what else can we do? Is there any other kind of, you know, formal or informal wear that we can wear that says, you know, I'm Muslim. And I think for men, there really isn't because you can wear a throbe and or not wear a throbe or wear a kufi or not wear a kufi. But, you know, unfortunately, our sisters have to wear the hijab all the time, every day. So, you know, it's a, it's interesting. So, you know, um, I mean, you know, we'll talk more about it and, you know, give it other kind of examples. But I think that's a it's open ended question. So I don't know. <laughs> and I think you bring up some really great points, uh, Rashid, uh, especially about distinguishing oneself uh, from you know, non-Muslims, uh, uh, non-believers. And we'll go around the table here to get some more uh, inputs uh, from that. But I actually want to share a story of something that recently happened to me um, while I was uh, going out shopping. So I'm wearing something very similar to what I'm wearing right now. I have the vest over top of this, but just the white, you know, white thobe going all the way down to uh, before the um, before the ankles. Um, and a lady who I, I went to a place of a, I went to a Walmart to go shopping. And while going to this place, a lady asked me like, are you Jewish? And I said, no, no, I'm a Muslim. And we got into the topic about, you know, about Muslims and whatnot. And eventually it came to the point where she asked for, if you have another copy of the Quran, could you give me a copy of an English uh, uh, translation uh, of the Quran? And by wearing this, it opens up that conversation sometimes. Like, I don't understand this culture. I don't know what it is, but sometimes it allows you to make that dawah to people um, or just kind of introduce people, you know, that there is this other type of um, well, culture or, or religion. And, you know, sometimes, uh, don't get me wrong, I've had the complete opposite, especially at a Walmart. I mean, I've had somebody say that I look like a terrorist, but, you know, yeah. it is, you know, it's... You, you get both ends, you know, but, uh, um, you know, so that's, that's bound to happen. Um, but I think the experience does open up that we get to distinguish ourselves and, uh, the same way how sometimes the ladies do in regards to wearing the hijab, because, you know, how would you know, uh, that somebody is a Muslim, uh, if they do not wear the kufi, if they would not wear the thobe, if, if they're a brother, it's it would be completely you would have to know the person personally um before you would start doing so um i don't know if you guys get this experience too but also like again shopping you know i will get people saying salam to me and i wouldn't even imagine them being you know muslim but because they see me wearing the thobe they're like he must be muslim and they respond hmm. with it 
So, and that, you know, that gives me over joy because uh, we're not, we're not too of a prominent um, Muslim community where, uh, where I currently live. Um, so when, when someone says salam to me, it's like, it's super uplifting. It's a, it makes me really happy when that happens. Yeah. So. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And I, I think that Thobe is a really good form of, of the Dawah. And that's sort of what, um, some of the things that you were, um, touching on Kenneth is sort of professing our faith and, and distinguishing our, ourselves, um, in, as in comparison to other to other people, I think that's a good thing because I've had that same situation where I'll walk into a store. Uh, I may be a regular attendee at that store and, and you know, th- and they don't really say anything. And then all of a sudden they see me a few times in the Thobe and then they're like, oh, okay, I'm, he come to find out he's from Pakistan um, and he recognized the, the garb. And so, and he turns out he's Muslim, I'm Muslim. And I don't think he would have never known that um, had I not worn um, that, that kind of outfit. Um, um, I do think it takes a little while to feel comfortable um, because I know when I first became Muslim and took my Shahada, it it took me a while or a moment to just wear a thobe and to wear it comfortably, uh, to wear when I wear it outside the house, I don't care. You know, right now that's where I am. If, if you look at me sideways, that's that's your issue, not necessarily mine. But it took a little while to get to that place uh, to where I totally felt comfortable. But in the beginning, um, it, it is something that people in uh, born and raised here in America don't necessarily wear every day in other countries, it may be an everyday thing, but it's not here. So um, it, I, I can understand why it may take a person a little while to, to get comfortable and, and to get to that, uh, to, to get to that place. So uh, another interesting thing I was thinking about is like, so almost all other religious groups, they have a, a, a style of dress. You know, uh, our Muslim, I mean, our Muslim, our Jewish brothers and sisters, especially the Hasidic ones, you can point them out, you know, especially the, the men, they have the hats on, the squiggly little things and whatever. And of course, you know, even, even you know, for, for uh, Muslims in the United States, so, you know, all, you know, Rashid knows whenever you see a brother with a, a clean cut brother with a bow tie, it's an assumption he's part <laughs> right. of, he's, he's with the nation, right? So nation. Even, the nation, even the nation had uh, a dress. And of course, the women in the nation are always covered up and they're always distinguishable. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard because I don't feel, I probably haven't worn one enough to feel comfortable in it. But then there are other uh, prominent Muslims, African-American or, or, or whatever, who don't, who you wouldn't know unless you knew. Like one of my favorite uh, sheikhs, uh, Ubedila Evans from Chicago. He's a, a good Muslim, good scholar. You can find him on, uh, online. He's a member of Talif, the Talif group or whatever. But he wears like exquisite suits, you know. He wears Italian suits, but he's a Muslim. But you wouldn't know it unless you started talking to him. But that's his thing. Like he doesn't. I don't think I've ever seen him in a throw. Um, and then you know there there are some that wear them. Sometimes they do. And some things do. So, um, but I think you know once again, uh, I'm going to do a little better to to for myself and just to be in solidarity with the sisters. I think last year for Ramadan, I was like, I'm going to wear my, my kufi every day to work. Wherever I go, I'm wearing a kufi. But, you know, like once again, I could, you know, I take it off after the month's over or whatever. But I think, you know, we need to do more to distinguish ourselves. And I'm not I'm not saying it has to be a throw, but we need to do more to distinguish ourselves from the rest of the groups. And, you know, in light of what happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago in, in, in Iran and what's going on in, in France, where they're trying to prohibit sisters from wearing the hijab. That we need to, you know, be in line with them. I mean, 
so that's my that's my that's my biggest thing. I've been thinking about a lot this this weekend there, and I was um, I watch a lot of reels on Instagram. And this young kid, he's uh, from Florida, but he, I think he might be foreign born. But he was like, you know what? That's it. I'm wearing my throat every day wherever I go. And he you know made videos going to the store doing this, mm-hmm. and so I think you know. I don't know if I'm ready to wear a thobe every day, especially now I can't. I can't wear them to work. Um, I don't know if I could. Maybe I could. I don't know. But um, uh, but I want to do more to express my 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 Islam outwardly. Uh, to be in lock and step with uh with my sisters, inshallah. 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 I think uh for for me in particular, the reason why I started wearing the thobe to begin with was it wasn't really as like. I don't I don't see it more or less as being Islamic, but it was actually in regards about how I used to dress and going to go pray. So what I would usually used to do um, is that in my car, as I was going from place to place, whether it's from work or home or uh, back and forth from the mosque, I would keep, uh, you know, a a little bag and I would keep a thobe in there in case if I was wearing something that if I knew if I was going to bend over to make rakua or a sajud, that my back was going to show that I would just throw the uh, the thobe on top you know, of what I was wearing. It may get a little hot, may get a little constricted, but I mean, I was more concerned about my prayer not being invalidated by, you know, my my backside uh, showing because of, you know, wearing shirt uh, shirt and pants and whatnot. Um, then, you know, being a little uh, constricted or a little hot or a little sweaty at the end of, uh, um, the end of prayer. Um, so alhamdulillah, I, I encourage anyone, you know, like sometimes it's it's good to always have a good, like an extra set of clothes or something like that uh, with you. Um, but that's generally where eventually it was just like, well, I'm going to be wearing it anyway. So why don't I just, you know, don it anyway? And again, it's a great conversation ta- uh, conversation starter. Um, and even on on your part, uh, Abdul Rashid, you know, it's, it's support. I mean, with me raising a Muslim family, I mean, I think we should be, you know, proud of you know, there, there is a heritage, there is a history, there is a lot of good that comes from, uh, comes from Islam. Uh, so why shouldn't we be proud to wear it the, you know, uh, same way anybody else would wear their own, uh, their own cultural, their own, um, their own heritage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and to add to that, I think too, I think we need to understand and, and what really pushed me to, in terms of wearing thobes was that it was the sunnah of our prophet may peace and blessings be upon him. This is the way um, he would dress. And when he was gave a description, and I wish I had that in front of me right now, but uh, gave a description of an, an outfit or what was okay to wear, that's what he described was a thobe. So if he, the Prophet Sallallahu may peace and blessings be upon him, is recommending or suggesting that this is something that we should wear, then I had to, t- I had to take that seriously. Um, and it doesn't mean I necessarily have to wear it to work every day or wear one every single day, but at least acknowledge a thobe and at least acknowledge that it does exist and wear it in those spaces where I feel comfortable um, and where folks are are, are okay. Um, and then as far as my family is, is concerned, um, the interesting thing, when I first wore a thobe around my family, they were totally fine with the thobe. They, they had no issues with that because they had seen them enough. But what drew some controversy was a lungi. For those that, for for those who know who who what a lungi is, if uh, a lot of people from like Indonesia and Malaysia wear them, there's like a one piece of material that you wrap around your waist, 
and it goes down to the ground. So it, to some, it may look like the way it was described to me, it looked like a dress, <laughs> but it's not oh, a dress. Okay. It's a, yeah, it's a lungy, right? So when I started wearing that, that's when certain people were my family were like, okay, bro, what's going on here? You know, so that, that one was a little bit, controversial um so i was careful of you know about wearing that around them but i still rock or thung a lungi today you know if it's ramadan or anything i can just slap one on and those are the things i can kind of keep in a car uh, like brother daniel suggested keeping something in your car because you don't know where you're gonna end up whether it's at a masjid or something and and maybe you're wearing some shorts that obviously go over your knees because we have to cover our knees and but you know someone may come at you so just to pay just to be a little bit conservative and to know you're going to be absolutely fine you know just keep a lung gear thobe in your car uh, so especially if you're going to go in the masjid to to, to pray because uh, we want to avoid uh, that we want to avoid that gray area as much as possible so um you know i like the part about you say what the, the prophet wore but um but i also think you know he said about you know honoring your culture right so i think you know we're mm -hmm. we're americans and more specifically i'm african-american and so, you know, uh, living in New York, the biggest thing here in New York, not just with the monkey, but the, the type of dress you wear is everybody's got, you know, fresh sneakers on and everybody's got, you know, some sort of sweatshirt, sweatsuits or whatever. And so I, you know, I like, I dress like that too. Mm -hmm. But um, the thing is, even within that, I think that's fine to wear to June or whatever. Um, Cause, you know, I think for first and foremost, your, 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 out, your garments need to be clean. I mean, I think that's really the only real requirement to be clean. Um, but you know, there are a lot of new designers out there, uh, Arab, uh, Muslim designers who are designing sweatsuits and t-shirts with, you know, words and phrases and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm like into that right now. I'm like trying to, every time I go buy something, I'm trying to buy something that has, you know, a logo or a, or a slogan or something on it. And that's, cause that's sort of my way of, um, of, expressing myself, expressing my, my, my Islam, because I'm not ready to wear a, a throw yet. And, uh, and it's because it, one, it's like, it, for me personally, it's like, it looks, it's like a dress. I mean, I guess it is a dress, but you know, for like a, for lack of a, a, another description. And it's, to me, it's just uncomfortable. It's so long, like, I, you know, and I don't like anything long, like, I don't even wear a long jacket, you know what I'm saying? So, um, even when I, you know, when I used to wear suits, I used to always wear the short jacket versus the long, the long jacket, because I just constricting or whatever, just my, my personal taste. So, um, so I never really got into them. It was like, it's just too, it's just, it's just, it's just, for me, it was just too much. So, you know, if I can wear a, a sweatshirt that says, you know, a lot walk bar or, you know, whatever, and some, and some jeans and I don't wear skinny jeans. Uh, I think that's a no, no. Um, but whatever, <laughs> but long as you're, <laughs> long as your outfit's clean you know what i'm saying so it's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a double-edged sword because you want to be able to express who you are and where you're from but also express your religious beliefs and so i mean i know the most visible thing is a throw but i'm not ready to go there yet well on the, on the same topic know. i kind of want to bring up uh, abdul rashid so with the with the kufi so i mean uh i know where uh, the focus is on the on the though but i mean uh do you wear the the kufi almost every day or it's something that you like have done yourself as a like kind of not really a symbol, but something to kind of represent yourself as to what your beliefs are. So yes, but there are a lot of people who wear kufis who don't believe in anything, right? Because um, right. some people use it as as fashion. So um, I wear mine as a especially uh, on Fridays. Um, but like I said before, I try. I, you know, that's my way of also saying this is who I am. Um, 
I don't. I wear them a lot more in the winter than in the summer because when it's hot, you know, uh, that's just an excuse. But yeah, I, I you know, it, I'm about to be wearing them every day like I was last year because it's a. Uh, I don't really like hats, <laughs> like really, really like winter hats. But this is just enough. Um, and, and you know, I get to keep it on in, in, in my job, and then sometimes that my it's, it's like dower, but not really because people go, oh, what's that in your head? And I tell them like, oh, okay, and then I'm, they don't ask me anything else about it, which is fine. But um, or they don't say anything, which is also fun. Um, but um, but like when people see me in the street, they might say something. Uh, or like you said, Daniel, I get the slums from somebody who looks totally, you know, three piece suit and like, and I would have never known he, she, or was a Muslim. But I'm happy to return the slums. Hmm. Funny, uh, funny story. So um, uh, a, l- a little bit uh, way back when I used to uh, teach uh, Islamic studies at the at a Sunday school. Um, and one of the um, lessons that we had of the day is, is this person dressed as a Muslim? And it had some examples of ladies and had some example of men, like what they should, should not wear, um, you know, which, which parts they should be covering, which not should be covering. And I had this example where it had a brother, it, he had a beard, he had on a, a, a tight, it, was, it looked like a kufi, but it was kind of more like a, um, like a beanie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had uh, his his whole you know body w- was covered, uh, and then he had rolled up uh, like jeans at the bottom so that his ankles. And they're like, "Would you say salam to this person?" And mm-hmm. most of the kids were like, "Yes." He's like, "No, this one's a hipster." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I uh, I uh, I tricked them on that on that one, uh, <laughs> but it was it was a good point that you know a lot of the you know. Um, even the, I guess, prescriptions of what would be, uh, you know, for, for us as Muslims, you know, growing out the beard or wearing the kufi or, you know, making sure that the clothing is above the, uh, um, you know, above the ankle, it's not covering the, uh, the ankle or, or laying down to the feet, you know, these sort of things, you know, we can easily do. And as long as we're following the prescription of the Prophet, so he saw him, then if you decide to thobe or decide not to thobe, you know, it is completely a personal, a personal thing. Um, yeah. And much love. We, we of course respect anybody who decides to do it um, or not to do it. Uh, may Allah want to make it easy for all of us. But, sure. yeah. I mean, but we're about to reach the end of our time here, so let's go around the table again for our last bit, our last uh, sweet morsels before we go ahead and close. So, Brother Rashi, any last tidbits you'd like to share with us? Inshallah, Taala. And uh, as in tr- sticking with my tradition, I bring the bean, the bream pie dessert uh, as a as a final the final say here. And and uh, real quickly to touch on something Daniel hit, which I think was really important, was this thing about the ankle, right? Because there's with not without. I, I don't want to dr- dig up a bunch of controversy and whatnot, but there's certain traditions within Islam that's that literally follow a hadith that says if your clothes go below your ankle then that's a sign of arrogance right so some people feel that if your clothes literally go below your ankle that that's a problem that that's a really really hard time and they'll give you some issues about it but we we need to be careful and I don't want to spin into the the um, the different interpretations of that hadith um, but the main thing is whatever we wear we don't want to wear it 
with any arrogance, whether it's our own clothes or whether it's a thobe. We just want to be humble and in the things that we wear and the things that we don. And this law, Allah is beautiful and he loves beauty. Um, so no matter where we are, we should try to dress our best and, and iron our clothes and look our best and smell our best and, and all of that. But just don't take on um, a sign of arrogance uh, in anything that we do um, and don't necessarily give into the pressure of it. Of it's mandatory to wear a thobe because that that's not necessarily the case and some will feel comfortable or uh, or uncomfortable right now wearing a thobe and everybody's on their own path on our on their own journey as well as the sisters are um, with, with the hijab some are working at their own pace to where they feel comfortable wearing it every day and we and we should respect that and, and support our brothers and sisters in terms of the things that they um and the things that they wear and, and Allah knows best Fantastic. Uh, Brother Abdul Rashid, your last uh, sweet uh, bit before we close. So my thing, my uh, my little, uh, I'm going to bring the lemon ring pie this time. I love oh, lemon ring pie. Damn it. So, um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to say, just be you. If, uh, if a throw is your thing, let it be your thing. Wear it proudly and wear it to the best you can. If it's not, then wear whatever is clean and like you said, modest um and you're comfortable in um who knows before we finish this season you might see me in the throat inshallah um so yeah and of course you know like a brother rashid already said you know once again we need to also think about our sisters you know we we only they have to do it all the time so we need to 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 be with them and be recognizable just like they are as much as we can because, uh, you know, they have it hard. So may Allah make it easy for all the sisters wearing the hijab, all the sisters struggling with the hijab, and all the ones who want to wear the hijab, but can't because of where they live. Um, so, you know, may Allah make it easy for them. And, you know, us brothers got to do our part. Hmm. <clears throat> for uh, for all those listening in uh, during the time of uh, breakfast, I'll bring the coffee cake, inshallah. <laughs> oh, uh, I love coffee cake. <laughs> mashallah. Yeah, so with, for, for, with, some, with some espresso. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, they have different styles. Of, of, I mean, I'm I'm the thobe wearer here. I mean, they have a uh, you know dozens, if so, styles of uh, different thobes uh, that you can choose. I mean, there are 101 different styles of hijab, a way to put it together. Uh, you know, thousands of different uh, outfits that we can wear all together, as long as we are uh, dressing uh, as we should, dressing properly, and dressing modestly, and dressing, uh, you know. Uh, for the adornment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, and protecting ourselves and alhamdulillah whatever you decide to choose is good uh, may Allah make it easy for all of us but uh, my brothers for joining us again for another wonderful yeah. meal it's fantastic and we'll meet again soon Allahumma subhanahu wa ta'ala 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 Meat and Potatoes is a podcast by Embrace. Embrace is a comprehensive convert care and empowerment organization dedicated to providing Muslim converts with social and educational spaces that encourage growth, shape their Islamic identity, and equip them with the tools they need for their lifetime journey. To learn more, visit us at www.embracereverts.org.